Welcome to our podcast, episode three of A Conversation with David and Lisa. My name is David. And I'm Lisa. And we're super pumped to be there today. Here today, not there. <laughs> I'm actually in your house. I'm just on Instagram Live. Uh, today, the title is Evolving Spirituality. Right. Evolving Spirituality. We like to talk about spiritual things. We like to talk about spirituality. It is seems just to like kind of a come out of our bones. Yeah, it's an interesting conversation for us. We really enjoy talking about it. And it's kind of how we started this podcast was hanging out late at night and talking about our spirituality and when we started to see that our the way that we see the world is pretty different. Yeah. You know, actually. Yeah. And that's kind of we're like one day we're like we should just start a podcast about it. We love talking about this kind of stuff. Yeah. And it's really interesting. Yeah, we've probably had like 75,000 episodes just yeah. on the porch at night. Yeah, smoking a joint. Talking about spirituality. Yeah. So uh, welcome to episode 75,001 <laughs> on spirituality. Um, where should we begin? So the whole idea we're trying to talk about today is the evolution of our spirituality, the evolution of everyone's spirituality that we're kind of unaware of uh, because we all kind of claim that our spirituality looks like everybody else's. Like when I was in Christianity, I kind of thought my spirituality looks like everyone who was Christian, um, but there's no way that could happen because I was in my head, uh, I was in my body, all the things I thought about were different and unspoken, mm -hmm. and so I formed my own spirituality, even within Christianity, and uh, that's what's crazy is we actually, every human on earth probably has their own spirituality that they are walking around with, but uh, we have to face the world with... Uh, I guess terms that everybody understands or agreements that people will love me for. So we all claim to have similar spiritualities, but I would bet <laughs> it's not that way. Yeah, yeah. And when we um, promoted this on our Instagrams and stuff, there seemed to be a lot of interest in kind of our deconstruction story too. Yeah. And so maybe we can, I mean, because that's kind of what it was, was we thought that we were a part of this herd. Right. And that we all believed rightly right. and the same thing. And deconstruction was really um, pulling that apart yeah. and seeing the reality that we all think very specific things about the world because we've had very specific experiences. Right. And we're born into like a body and a personality that forms from yeah. childhood and all of that. So maybe we just talk about... When we were Christian. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we were pretty good Christians, uh, both of us, really. We were good Christian kids. Um, that's probably why we liked each other, because we both <laughs> followed the rules very well. Uh, other than, like, the rules that were, like, do this in your private time, like uh, devotions and, like, and... a fast. Like, mm -hmm. I was never I was never a good faster. I was never a good devotion person. Um, in, what is that prayer? Intercessory? Is oh, that intercessory. right? Intercessory. Nice that, that was a good pull. Yeah, that was a good pull. Because <laughs> we were part of YWAM. Right. And um, that's where we met each other. Yeah. In around 2000, mm -hmm. year 2000. Um, David was on staff at Youth with a Mission, and I came in as a student. Mm -hmm. And that's where we met. And um, we, we've kind of been talking a lot about spirituality and this story. And so we, we grew up in Christianity... And it, and it feels like our growing up story is kind of like a pretty normal, we were in different denominations, 
really good Christians in youth group, led worship, that kind of stuff. And then we found each other in YWAM, this place where, uh, just for lack of a better word, like where misfits go to. It kind of felt like, you know, the artistic types and... Um, People, yeah, the people didn't want to live the normal dream, like the, the go get a college five, degree, yeah. go get a yeah, nine to five job and work in these places. Like for some reason that wasn't us when we came out of high school. We were like, what the fuck are we going to do with our lives? I wouldn't have said that. I would have been like, what does God want me to do with my life? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and it's something different. It's something yeah. different than, and, and I kind of thought I would always go to college and do that whole thing. And then my senior year, that kind of fell apart. Mm. And then finding YWAM going there and going on outreach and feeling like I really wanted to um, be helpful in the world. I wanted to do something practical and Christianity was kind of the foundation of who I was, who I was Yeah, everything. in everything. Yeah. All my actions, all my thought processes mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> were all uh, very Christian based. Um, yeah. So then, I, I mean, we, you already heard our life story if you've listened to the first two episodes um, so we can skip a lot of it up into the point where we um, probably came to Seattle yeah. and started going to East Lake, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So in other words, we left our family of origin story and we started our new one. That's what Seattle mm-hmm. kind of was because Lisa had already left her family and we moved to Iowa as our family, but in Iowa we were living close to my family. Mm-hmm. And so we never really got away from the circle of knowledge that we grew up in. So leaving into Seattle on our own, just us, was a kind of a marker of like we're stepping into our own life to discover what life alone is all about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so we, Eastlake found you, your music. Eastlake's the church that we I work for. Mm-hmm. Um, I've worked there for 10 years. Yeah, they found my music. Um, someone had given them my, my CD. And uh, they liked it a lot, so they called us. We went through all these interview processes. (laughs) Sorry. We're feeling a little goofy today. today. It's been a a work weekend. It has. Um, But uh, all the while, knowing um, just from the interview phase that this church was going to be different. Like, they, uh, my interview, uh, they were in a car driving down the road with all their shirts off. And they claimed that it smelled like ass in here. And then they went further to say, do you drink beer? I said, only if you guys are cool with it. And they're like, we are not cool with you drinking light beer. And they're like, ha, 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 ha. So in other words, it was like, this place is a little bit of out of bounds. Yeah, it was um, different than all of the other interviews that you were doing for churches. Yeah, everybody else was like, what do you think of postmodern theology or whatever mm-hmm. it was. And I was just making up answers because in my Christianity, I had never learned any of these terms. I didn't even know what Lutheran was or Baptist was other than just like a name of their church that they went to and not mine. So I wasn't, I wasn't aware of all the answers that you should have. Um, so anyway, we moved to Seattle. We go for it. Cause Lisa kind of has like this, like, why don't we go there? Why would we not go there? I was kind of like, well, there's plenty of reasons why we don't go there if we want to uh, remain the kind of Christian we are and see the world as we do. But Lisa's just um, yeah, I just I feel like I had like an intuition hit. It just I, I've had a few of those that just feel very strong. There's no other option. This is where we're we have to go. Yeah. And so we moved to Seattle. We become a part of this mega church, five thousand people. On a and weekend. On a weekend, yeah. And it was, I mean, it was, they were flying. Eastlake was, like, the church to be at. And it was, like, there's, it's this really cool 
environment with young hip people but then also on the other side of it 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 was the first church that I'd been to that was concerned about practical next steps in how to become a better human right and the church was called the church for the rest of us you know so us being kind of misfits in YWAM and you know all these things made sense for us yeah on the outer edge of Christianity always a little bit like we had these conservative roots, but we're always kind of pushing the bounds for what what could we do and yeah. still be a Christian. Yeah, I would even think that that going to East Lake was probably our first step of deconstruction because yeah. it, it did break a few boundaries for us. Like mm-hmm. it made us feel a little bit uncomfortable, even though in our private lives we were drinking beer. Yeah, uh, moving that into our public lives uh, through East Lake was a step of deconstruction. It was like, okay, we're not going to play by the rules fully. Day one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I never really thought about that. Till yeah. Now. But then each day forward <laughs> in Eastlake was a slow, um, I guess, progression of breaking rules. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because we started to look at the Bible differently um, right away. Like I would even have my pastor friends call me and be like, you guys aren't uh, living the right way. Uh, you are short selling the gospel. Um, seeker friendly. Seeker friendly church. Yeah. Yeah, we get that all the time. And we just liked it so much that we're just like, whatever, I mean, yeah, okay. Yeah, what, what's, what's wrong with being seeker-friendly? Don't you want people to be, at, That's you true. know, like if you've got the good news, don't you want people to come and hear it? And yeah. Don't you want to be kind and loving and all, all these things? So I think that... You're right. Like that's one of the big, big steps in us thinking about the words that Christians use and like, and and like thinking about them. What what does that really mean? Yep. You know, seeker friendly. And, yeah, I guess that's true because yeah. the mirror they were showing us these words that we've heard and even has said out of our mouths oh, before. Yeah. Like when you're mm-hmm. part of a small church, you say these things like, "Oh, big churches short sell the gospel. Big churches are seeker friendly." Mm-hmm. I never thought about those words until they were reflected back to me yeah. from my pastor and Christian friends. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you're like, "I don't feel that way. I feel like I'm trying to help people, and I totally. feel like I have a real a real mm-hmm. heart for people, not just a seeker friendly like I want you to make my church big for yeah, people." Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? And that that's kind of a theme about our deconstruction is until you're on the other side of those words, you don't understand the impact of what what you're saying. Mm-hmm. So being a Christian, being in, right, and the words that we speak out because they have just become part of our verbiage and part of our culture and our habits, yep. you know. And you and you're saying all of these like things, these yeah. quotes and phrases and platitudes, and you don't think about what they mean until right. you're on the other side and you're receiving them and they hit like a totally different way. Right. As a Christian, for me, it was an automatic response to uh, either people not doing well with Christianity or mm-hmm. people that didn't know about Christianity. Automatic words would come out of my mouth. And so when I was on the other side of those automatic words from someone else, it was like, oh shit, that sounds automatic. And that sounds like you don't even see me and it sounds like you don't care for me. Right. And it's really like, it's painful being on the other side of it. And so we're at, we're at Eastlake for about five years, four or five years yeah. when, when things start really even before then, though. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. is that cool? Yeah, totally. Even before then, I remember, like, when I came to East, like, I was like a free spirit worshiper. Like, I would like, I would oh, lead yeah. worship for hours, like, and <laughs> and I would like bring it up and bring it down. I would like, I knew how to move people emotionally. And mm-hmm. when I got to East, like, it was like three songs. Uh, oh yeah. Stick to the structure. Play to a click track. Lights are off. Lights are stage. off. You couldn't say any words other than the song words. And 
and exact melody. Yeah, and I would mm-hmm. try to push against mm-hmm. it. Like I, I would tell like Ryan, I would be like, "Hey, I think we should like have a a point where people can express their free worship, or whatever." And he pushed back with some wild things. Mm-hmm. Like I'm just like, <laughs> yeah, <the laughs> I don't know if I want to quote yeah, him for totally, things yeah. <laughs> he Maybe said. Not. But anyway, uh, it was very uh, <laughs> giving yourself a lot of pleasure by doing that. <laughs> yeah, but you're you're feeling some kind of egoic need in in like manipulating a whole crowd to like go up and then down and be really emotional and all of this stuff so we kind of deconstructed worship yeah exactly that's why i was that's why i brought it up it's like all of a sudden like my worship style got deconstructed Hmm. so it's interesting to see these little steps of deconstruction um but then you're right and then like it kept on going i can't name all the steps yeah Um, one, one other time is i remember um some people being in our in our living room and a person saying, well, you know that, you know, we're, I can't remember the exact words, but we're like part of the same species as monkeys or chimps or something like, you know, that connecting humans to chimps. And it was the first time I'd heard a Christian say that. Yeah. And I was like, okay, one second, I'm going to need you to rewind really quick. (laughs) What did you just say? Did you say we're monkeys? (laughs) (laughs) Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. Yeah. And so it's, it's all these little moments, you know, that we kind of like laugh about now, but when we were going through them, they they hit up they hit up against an identity or a, a thought or a belief that was really foundational in our in our Christianity. Yep. And um, that that's happening all throughout those, those first years. those first years. And yeah. Then 2014. Then 2014. I forget what the series we were in was talking about, but it, I mean as far as the title goes, but we started talking about the Old Testament and mm-hmm. how like this angry God. Uh, was killing people and and demanding people to kill people and uh, demanding people to smash babies' heads against rocks and all these things and yeah. it, it was like kind of upsetting to us and um, and so we started to like start to throw away pieces of the Bible of like oh maybe God doesn't do that maybe that is just a man's um, way to uh, justify the actions that they were doing. And so it wasn't all of a sudden the voice or, of God. It yeah. was like, this is how I justify my own sin. Or, or like, this is how I make the world okay. That there are people in power that do certain things, and I have no control over it. But if it's in God's will, and this is all part of a greater plan, right. then that can feel better. We started, like, thinking about this, the whole, the whole salvation, the whole good news story. Right. You know, like, is it really good news if... You know, God creates all of this and all of the suffering, and the only way to get out of it is through the person who created all of it. You know, and like yeah, and by choosing, like through like the mystery, like the, the unknowing, like all of a sudden, like we're human beings, we have no idea. We're presented with this truth from another human being, saying this is the only way, and that's like the opportunity to claim uh, eternal life is through like that. It's like a weird thing. Like, yeah. So we started like going like, why doesn't God just show up and say this shit to me? Yeah. And so. Uh, kind of along the lines of your monkey thing yeah at some point with the old testament being torn apart i like looked at someone and i was like so you're telling me that moses might not have been 500 years old (laughs) (laughs) wait wait what back up (laughs) and like obviously i mean i'm sorry if there's christians here just know we love your we love the spirituality you've chosen i just don't think it's for everyone um it's for you, it's for you, and it's, yeah. it's not for me, and that's great. And yeah, that's where but, I know where we're going in the long of this. these conversations we're doing is showing everybody that believe what you want to believe and allow everybody else to as well. Yeah, totally. And 
it's just kind of like this is just our story right this is this is just our story and kind of the things that that popped up and and the bigger theme of we were living a life half asleep right you know we weren't questioning the things that were in our life because they were just in our life and they'd always been in our life and right. so this waking up and this deconstruction was kind of the for one of I mean, not the first time, but a, a big spurt of time where we were questioning a lot of things. Yeah, we started asking questions. We just started asking questions. Yeah, we started to hear things and go, Satya say? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, excuse me? Yeah. I don't know if I've heard that one before. Trademark Aaron Sternke. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's Aaron Sternke, uh, Satya say. Yeah. How is that? <laughs> okay, so 2014 started to kind of like deconstruct heavily the yeah. Bible. The Old Testament, at least. Yeah. New Testament was kind of like, Let's just start singing the the red letters again. You know, like that's right. a common thing. The Jesus way. Yeah, the Jesus mm-hmm. way. So we had people come out and speak to us about the Jesus way. But even in the New Testament, it was just kind of like sloppy. It was like kind of like um, our way or the highway still. And it mm-hmm. was uh, it, it still like belittled people groups. Um, one of them being the LGBTQ community. Um, Old Testament did it and the New Testament still did it. Mm-hmm. And so it was hard to like, at that time we were kind of going like, we actually love this people group. We actually see no problem as these, as human beings. And so the God I think that God might be can't believe in this stuff. I like can't stand against people groups yeah. who are like this. Yeah, that it's like when we started to see that. So we start questioning the structure around our beliefs, you know, which then makes us start to question, what do I really believe and how do my actions portray what I really believe? Yeah, how, how do know? I even believe differently than the Bible says? Yeah, you know, because the thing is, like, we have these gut feelings about equality and the way that people should be able to live. If, if, I, if I can live life like this and I believe in my right to do that, then what, what makes it different for another person, you know? Right. like. And so those were the feel in 2014 that we're starting to come up to as we're deconstructing um, our staunch belief on the it, like that the Bible is the final word of God. Yeah. You know, as that's starting to crumble, then all these other feelings are starting to come out, and we're starting to see inaccuracy between what we speak yep. and what we do. Yeah. And then in 2015, Eastlake um, made a an announcement of full inclusion and affirmation and there is, you know, of the LGBTQ community. And we didn't know what that would be like, you know? And I think at that time we were still kind we were still trying to make it fit in with the Bible. We weren't really out of that at that time. We were like, yeah, there's plenty of like cool ways to like shape it. You could like kind of twist it and turn it and go, Mm -hmm. no, I think it does say something about love for all people, (laughs) you know, but it was really hard to twist it. And we had these like big conferences where people would come in and speak about how to twist it. But then like uh, the congregation people, people that went to Eastlake would come and be like, well, this doesn't, you can't really twist it. And it was like this kind of this limbo of like, it's, it's twistable, but it's not twistable because the big belief is like, it's like the word of God or it's like untouchable. Um, and so to touch it and to twist it is kind of against it. Yeah. And so at some point, uh, at least for me and Lisa, I wouldn't speak for anybody else necessarily, mm-hmm. but we were just like, I, I, I guess I just don't really believe this. Yeah. And also it's kind of like, if this is true, if the Bible is true and what they say about people or what it says about people is true, then 
I just have to not choose it anymore. Exactly. You know, Even if it is true. Then I have to go to hell with everyone else because yeah. I don't believe this way. You know? Yeah. And I the, can't fit myself into the shape that says it's yeah. true anymore. And it might not even be the Bible. It might it might be the way that we were taught to read the Bible and to know the Bible and hear the Bible and all of that stuff. You know, so That's true. It, so for people who love the Bible Great. Yeah, it's your thing. It, and it just got to a point for us that there's so much baggage in the Christian religion and, and it's that like talking about that work of trying to make make this reality here in 2010 and 2020 fit into the Bible. It's just too much work for me. I don't want to do it anymore. Right. I don't care that much anymore, yep. you know. And that and it kind of got to that point because we were seeing again like when you're on the other side of all of those words. Yeah. So we we have this affirmation statement and we change our policies and everything at East Lake and everything falls apart. Right. And the I'll, the the army rises up against us. Yeah. <laughs> like uh, I mean honestly, I probably I met with so many people um, that were angry about my the way I believed about the world. Uh, and the way I wanted to speak about it and the way I wanted to teach about it or the way I wanted to sing about it, the way I wanted to write about it, like which I get to a certain degree, but all of a sudden you, you saw also that like the religion that we were in, uh, in at least in our personal experience, held, held it to where you couldn't speak differently. You couldn't have your own voice. And so when we did start having our own voice, it was, it, we, we met the army. Yeah. And it turned into people um, from our congregation standing against us. And then it, then it leaked into our families. Mm -hmm. And our family was a big deal. Yeah. And so as we're, as we're breaking away from the herd, you know, in the Christian religious community, um, in our families, in our, you know, with like my mom and dad and brother, that was, that was something that we held together. You know, our, our religious beliefs, we, we always thought we were on the same page about it. And yeah. so when that when we started individuating from the Christian group and we started individuating from our family groups and becoming adults with opinions right. and that were contradicting right. their opinions and stuff. And it got really, really hard. And, and also I think being so far apart from each other physically, because yeah. my family is in North Carolina, yours is in Iowa. Right. You're having all these conversations over the phone and it's really, really difficult. And the thing too is like, as I'm deconstructing my my faith and what I believe about the world, I'm also deconstructing all of these like identities about myself too right. and my roles and responsibilities in my family. So it, it just, it turned into, I don't know if this is for every, how this happens for everyone, you right. know, but it was this big, like life altering, yeah, world you know, shattering. It was stars colliding and <laughs> yeah. new worlds being created and old worlds being decimated. And yeah, it was, it was almost like, I mean, if I could just go a little wild here, it was almost yeah. like we had no choice but to walk through the storm of getting, uh, I feel like almost that it disattached, detached by itself in some ways. Like yeah. I, in, in a lot of ways, I had no choice because I wasn't planning on doing it. No. But the, the more I thought about it and the more I spoke about it, the more I would get uh, rose up against by this army or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> that's kind of bad word but people other humans well, and all I of a sudden think, i think we can say at the time it felt like that it felt like it felt army. like we had to hunker down 
Yeah, we felt like we were kind of in danger. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, and and that's the thing is like when you when you feel like you're a little kid and you have all of these authorities that you're answering up to, and then all of a sudden all of those relationships are broken. Yeah. It feels like that. Even like if we were to experience all of that stuff today, it would Mm -hmm. not feel like it felt like in 2015. Yep. That's true. Yeah. So anyway, uh, from there, we just slowly became all the way out. Mm-hmm. All the way out. And um, I mean, where do you want to go from there? Like That's, that's kind of deconstruction to me in a lot of ways. I guess I'm still deconstructing. Like, I, like even from yeah. there, like, I mean, it was kind of like I deconstructed religion. I deconstructed family structure uh, from my birth family. Um, I, I learned how to reintegrate myself into my family, but under a totally different agreement. Because uh, all of the conversations in my family were about God. Um, Every dinner or meal was about God. Like, everything was about God. So when I stepped away from the God thing, I had to find a new language to speak. And it had to be mine with my parents and my family. And they had to learn how to accept this new David. And luckily, I mean, there's still like, we still don't agree. (laughs) Yeah. But... We found out how to live with each other, I guess. Yeah. And love each other still. Well, it's kind of like that whole deconstruction was this like major transition into everyone finding their new place. Right. And to some level, everyone's kind of settled in their new place. Everyone in in your family, they figured out we're not unsafe with each other. And at at that time, it felt very unsafe. And no one really knew if um they were going to make it through the conversation without a big blow up and yeah you know and and also when we're deconstruction deconstructing i i imagine that for other people it's pointing at all of their stuff too you know and yeah and whether they want to or not they're faced with the choice of questioning their own right whether they choose to do that or not it, it's a I guess what I'm saying is just an uncomfortable position to be in. And when we're talking about something so foundational to people that it feels like an earthquake happening underneath you. And that's what it felt like for us. We didn't feel like there was a whole big choice about it. And I think for the people that are in close relationship with, with us during that time, it felt like that too. Like the earth is like rumbling underneath us and I feel scared. Yeah. Just kind of my mind's going places with this deconstruction thing. Like I, I kind of feel like what, maybe life is a um, construction and a deconstruction. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like as a kid, you come into this world as a baby, you are uh, constructed, right? You're given all the information that your family knows about and that your family trusts in and the society trusts in and whatever. And so you're, uh, they call it like being, I don't know, it's not programmed. It's uh, There's another word for it, but program sounds a little harsh. But it was programming well, in a lot of ways. It, you walk out program. <laughs> Uh, and then you start to deconstruct things and it starts even before Christianity. We're talking about a religion here, but I think that your whole life is deconstructing like, because at some point in your teen, as a teenager, you start disagreeing with the way that your family is going. And then when you get older, you disagree more and then you like find your own path. And ours, ours just can't, I guess the show, the big, uh, performance of deconstruction in our lives that we can really point back and say that fucking happened. That was like the fireworks show of the 4th of July of deconstruction. Yeah. Uh, but I think that like even people who aren't in religion are deconstructing in your whole life. You are, if you think about it, you're just getting older and all of the identities that you built up to keep you safe are all just 
constantly falling away. Mm -hmm. So in some ways, we this whole deconstruction is just a practice. <laughs> it's just like a warm up mm -hmm. for the continual identity dropping that we're going to experience our whole lives up until we even have to deconstruct being a human. Yeah. The point of death where we mm -hmm. have to trust that maybe that's not even, you know, maybe <laughs> life isn't even the thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, it's totally. full surrender. So anyway, I just wonder if uh, we're talking about a religion here or we're talking about this, but I think it's, maybe it's like fucking life. Yeah. Maybe that's what we're here it's to do way. is deconstruct. Mm -hmm. The path. Yeah. We have one question. Okay. <clears throat> Michelle says, what would you say is important to you now that maybe you dismissed or didn't see before your deconstruction? So what would you say is important to you now? Yeah, I would say, if I could answer a little yeah. bit, is I would say I found me. Like I found what I liked, what I desired. For some reason in my um, belief system that I was carrying, I was all about supporting God. Like it was m my whole life's goal, and it maybe even came out of YOM and of everything, is just like to make God known. And so I was a tool or something like that to make God known at all times. And so when I lost that job, <laughs> all of a sudden I got to ask myself like, hey David, who are you? Yeah. What would you like to do? What are the natural things you love? You know, like what comes mm -hmm. out of your body naturally? What are your, what, what gifts do you say you have? You know, yeah. uh, what hurts do you say you have? Uh, it was so, in a lot of ways, it was just a deep dive into myself. And uh, I'm so thankful because I don't think I even came close to knowing who I am. And I still don't all the way because, like I said, life's deconstruction. But uh, I have a lot better view of what I think I like anyway compared mm -hmm. to back then. What yeah, about you? Yeah. So two things popped up for me. Um, one of them, I was like shot back to my mom visiting right after all of this was happening. And she's very concerned. And she's really, really my, my stepmom now. And she's um, she comes out to visit us. And she's concerned, but she's always been really open to, like, to having the conversation. The healthiest conversation that I've had, the healthiest conversations that I've had have been with my mom. In your it, family, In my for family sure. when it comes to this stuff. And I remember her saying, you know, well, Abby's growing up. Like, how are you going to teach her how to live in the world if God isn't the moral standard mm -hmm. that you have? <clears throat> and so... So that, that question is something that, like right, like now, I feel like I, I take responsibility and ownership for my life way more mm. than I did in that old structure. Because in the old structure, everything was taken care of. Jesus yeah. died on the cross for your sins. Right. You don't have to do anything other than believe. Say that you believe, and then you're, you're washed clean, you yeah. know? Morality's taught by God, not by us. Totally. And so I remember in that moment I had to question, okay, so what am I going to teach Abby now that I don't feel like there is a person, a God person up there telling me what I'm supposed to do? And this was at the very, very beginning, yeah. you know, very, very beginning. And I just remember having this feeling of like, well, but I'm a, I'm actually a kind person. Right. I'm I'm a person that wants to do good in the world and I don't believe in God right now. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. So I, I and it kind of sparked 
that 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 conversation kind of sparked this thing of what do I want to put in the world now that there's not someone telling me I must do whatever it is yeah. or I will go to hell. Yeah. And so now that it's not out of fear, where where is this motivation going to come from? What is the motivation? Yeah. You know, what is and so I do feel like I feel like I have more responsibility um or ownership over my life and decisions now because it's not coming from an outside source. Yeah, it's not know? forced upon us. It's like chosen. Yeah, and then another thing that I thought of is like I see the world in such a different way, like physically, like looking at the trees out here and That's how true. beautiful and green and the sky. I've never seen the skies the way that I see the skies now. And when I go on my walks, I I walk slow and yeah. I pay attention to the flowers and yeah. I pay attention to the smells because in the old framework, I felt like this is a trial run for what's really the good thing that's really coming. Like yeah, this, the bro- this world's broken down. It's not perfect. It's like actually like, and we don't need to do anything here, you know, other than save people. Right. We need to make sure that people believe so that they can go to the the good place with us. Right. You know, at the end, as much as we can. And so this this world is not really for enjoying. Yeah. Because this is the work. Yeah. This is like. This is the battlefield. Yeah. So you almost like experienced a heaven coming on earth. Yeah. Like all of a sudden, like earth is heaven. Yeah. (laughs) And I was thinking about this this morning. It's like, what if this is all the love that you'll ever get? That Snow Patrol song, Mm -hmm. you know, and that, so that's what I feel like is my new way of seeing the world that's different now after deconstructing all of the, all of those things is taking up space in this world because I, I want to put meaning because I want to, Yeah, you want to you create, know, I want to create, there's stuff that I want to do right now. And it's not out of any pressure anymore. And that has taken a very long time yeah. to get to Yeah, that I create my own meaning in this world and what I, and, and the other cool thing about it is like, we've had five years to kind of like test this stuff out that yeah. we've been testing it out Yeah, and to see the fruit. Yeah. Of the trial and error and the experiments that we've done, yeah, it has led to a life that I really enjoy. Yeah, I like that. I like talking about the morality choice too from your mom, like that she said that you know, um, because there was these tests at the beginning, right? Because when you just step out of the faith at the beginning, you're like, oh shit, like what is this? What is going to happen? One, am I going to be smited? Yeah, totally. <laughs> like, yes. Am I going to get struck by lightning? Like, mm-hmm. if what if I say, "God damn," you know, like, mm-hmm. fuck, is this like which one? Which one works here? But I remember uh, this conversation I was having with my mom on the phone. Um, we had just uh, got asked to move out of our place that we were living in, and we were kind of freaking out. We were like, "Oh shit, we have to move fast because our friends who we're living with are moving." And so we have to find a place quick, but we still want to be in downtown Bothell, where we live, um, and we, because all our friends live there. So anyway, it was like this fast-moving time. And I called my mom, and she was like, well, I would tell you to pray, but you don't pray anymore. And I was like, okay, that's true. And um, she's like, the feeling I got, I don't know if she said it, but the feeling I got was like, careful, there's no more miracles for you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? There's no more person to help you anymore. And uh, it made me like angry but it also made me go oh shit is that true and so at that point my life became an experiment again of like does magic still happen for me when i don't believe in god mm-hmm. and uh so that was kind of fun to walk to, through too is like all of a sudden we found uh a cooler house for us at the time like it was actually perfect for us uh things kept on happening good for us like we were still happy we were still in love like our marriage wasn't falling apart like 
I guess all of a sudden you got to see like it all still moves and breathes and I don't know it still life continues life continues <laughs> and it's it's beautiful and you're right uh I do look at the trees differently I do like experience the beauty of this planet um way more than I did uh and that just might have been personal for us but it, yeah that did happen for me yeah and and I think that that's been the same in our friend group too that that's something that's been reflected is almost just this appreciation for this life that we get to live like at east lake we say life is a gift and love is the point mm -hmm. that i i experience this life as a gift and and it's hard too and now i'm i'm not i'm not so much trying to resolve the suffering and the pain Right. Like, I like kinda, why did God do this? Yeah. It's more just like, this happens here. This is, life is suffering. Life, yeah. life contains suffering. And there's no, there's, uh, there might not be any higher purpose for it. It might just be what is, you yeah. know? So I feel like um, another part of my reconstructing, you know, that, and I don't necessarily think of it as reconstructing as in I'm placing things here. It's more of as I uncover, things just appear, it's, it's like, because uh, when we were doing that um, conference yesterday and someone asked about, well, do you think that people should, um, like... Leave the Christian leave faith. Leave the Christian faith. Yeah. And for me, I was like, I have no idea. But for me, it wasn't a choice. It just happened. Right. And, like, my reconstructing is actually just coming to terms and accepting what I actually believe in a moment. Right. And, and, and there, without, like, putting on... So, something that I should that I feel like I should be believing right now. Yeah. It's like, it's like a what do what do I actually believe right now? Right. You know. Yep. So are we diving into reconstruction now? Sure. Let's okay. Do that. We're doing reconstruction. <clears throat> we didn't know for sure if we would do reconstruction. Yeah, I the think same it's as a deconstruction. Good... So yeah. So there we were on the threshing floor. Is that the <laughs> word to use? The new ground. I mean, and I would use the term born again. <laughs> <laughs> Because I was. I had no idea how the world worked outside of the terms that I had grown up with, the agreements that I had grown up with. So all of a sudden, everything was like, uh, what? What is this place? What is this planet? I mean, honestly, like, I knew nothing of the planet. <laughs> I knew nothing of space. I knew nothing of science. Science was the devil in my, <laughs> in my belief yeah. system back uh -huh. then. So I started to, like, read science things and go, oh, that's really cool how, like, uh, we've evolved over the years as a human species. Like, it's a miracle. Yeah, right? totally. <laughs> and like miracle. how like space goes on forever <laughs> and like how like uh, whatever, I don't know, I'm not a scientist. <laughs> <laughs> but it opened us up to that, those kind of things. And so I, I started to grab it first at things of just like, okay, I need to grab something to hold on to so I can show everybody what I have. So at first it was some kind of atheism, but although I don't think I even know what an atheist really is, <laughs> so I, I claimed it though, so I could show people. I, I don't think I believe in God at all, you know? And then it was like, I'm all about science, and then, but then I didn't have much to hold there either. And I just kept on like presenting new um, belief systems and just watching them fall like sand mm -hmm. out of my hands. I just couldn't hold on to them mm -hmm. and over and over again. And it was really like tiring to keep on trying to present a picture to people that wanted to know and not be able to hold anything up. Yeah, and be so unsure about it, too. Yeah. You know, I'm like, that thing that we were so sure about for 32, 33 years, we yeah. just knew, yeah. completely fell apart. So how do I know that this thing is not another yeah. trend? <laughs> yeah, so we got really used to just being wrong. 
and like and actually just being being comfortable with it like i'm i'm these days i'm real comfortable with the idea that my spirituality that i hold doesn't make sense to anyone but me and it Mm -hmm. doesn't even make sense to me (laughs) (laughs) but it helps me live my life so like i started to form my own um uh, we're gonna do a, a episode on um psychedelics but psychedelics were one of the main things that like thrust me into my new um, way I see the world because it's it it actually made the trees come alive like really it made them breathe and it made the room sink into a uh, non-form and it made mm-hmm. uh, when I closed my eyes I became a galaxy and um, you know what I mean like there was so many things that broke this like reality of it and I remember looking at my therapist going like is this real and he's like, well, I mean, it's as real as anything else you see, right? You're like, yeah. how do you know? And I'm like, I have no idea, but can I take this into real life? And he's like, yeah, as much as you want to, you know? And I, so I started to do it. I started to like mm. bring my ideas that I would see on psychedelics into my reality. And um, I don't want to talk too much to spoil that episode because <laughs> we want to go into it. But anyway, the way I believe now is like this like really cool idea of like uh, maybe I am bigger than myself. Maybe we are all one and connected. Maybe uh, we're all choosing separateness from the one to come into human body as an expression in the universe. So like my reconstruction has really been, um, I guess I would say those beliefs help me calm my nervous body here on earth. Those beliefs help me be present here on earth because my mind is always freaking out about where the fuck did we come from? What did, what happened here? And uh, what what happened to me? Why was I hurt? You know, like, why, why does my body hurt right now? Why do I have anxiety? Like, all these things and these beliefs that I've kind of grabbed and formed and made up uh, and tested out and experimented with are really, I'm seeing now, all things that help me deal um, with life and help me like sit calm here with Lisa and go, Oh wow, you're just beautiful. <laughs> like, look at that. Like, that's amazing. This beautiful <laughs> body sitting in front of me rather than just constant, um, spinning in my mind of how to make sense of the world. Yeah. So that's what it kind of my spirituality mm-hmm. is. It's a, it's, it's a, it's kind of like, a, I don't know, something that aids me to help me feel good enough to be able to live a present life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that does seem to be, you know, just hearing you talk, for me, the basis, too, is, I mean, that's why I had Christianity, mm-hmm. was I was trying to figure out how to be okay in this world after experiencing so much suffering. Yep. Could I have someone that would just take care of me, please? Yeah. You know, and, and always be there, and I can do the right things if you promise that I don't have to go through that stuff anymore. Right. You know? And that's kind of the way that I built up Christianity, and then when it fell apart, I... I um. In, in my the first episode, we talk about miscarriages and all of that, and you know, and then going to therapy. And for me, it's like I see the 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 big picture. You know, sometimes that helps. That you know, maybe maybe we're bigger in spirit, and you know, and connected to everything. And and I feel that I feel all of those things. And then and also sometimes, what if I'm just smaller than I thought that I was? You know, and I don't need to understand all of these things. I'm a sophisticated animal that has consciousness and it's too much, Yeah. you know? And, and, and what if, what if like, like in Christianity, it was like, we had this major purpose in life. Right. And if you don't fulfill it, you're fucked. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, the main topic was always find your calling. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And what if, what if this experience is enough? 
you know, like, what if I just get to be here? And if it's like some days I really want to be involved and I want to be present and I want to create and write and other days I want to smoke weed and watch Netflix, Yeah. you know, like what if all of that belongs, yeah. you know? And so it's like after, after our deconstruction in Christianity, there, there's so much that happens, you know, so much, so, so many life experiences that happen and feeling good about things and feeling bad about things and trying not to feel bad about feeling bad about things and, yeah. and all of that stuff. And at some point I just want to like, let it all go and just experience mm-hmm. this, this right now. <clears throat> right. And stop and stop working so much to try and figure it all out. And so a lot of my, um, deconstructing and, and seeing what is as, as just kind of at minimum, being okay with the way that the world is right now. Yeah. You know, to not be in constant anxiety about it and that I have to have this big, grand... Uh, Narrative. Meaningful work in in mm. that. Like, And there's a part of me that wants that. Okay. You know, like, as I'm, as I'm like, figuring out, well, if, if this experience is the experience... Yeah. You know, what do I want it to look like? Yeah. And there's portions of me that, that want that, and other days I'm just fucking tired. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so, for me, it's like my spirituality is real human. Yeah. Just really, really human. And that's what I, that's what I feel like I'm, I'm trying to get to, is like, just exp- accepting this full human experience with all of the big highs and the grandiose and the... Because I do think that we're really powerful beings, right? you know, and that we can do really amazing creative work in yeah. this world and we can change this world, Yeah, you know, like I, I, I believe that, Yeah, you know, and then there are other days that I do not want to get out of bed Yeah, and I don't want to do anything. I don't want to see anyone. Right. I'm sad. Right. And that, and that's part of the experience too, Yeah, is what I feel like, you know? Yeah. So your spirituality is like accepting life as accepting it is. Accepting all of it. Yeah. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I, I mean, part of it is probably I just want to be okay. Yeah. I just want to be okay. And this, this is the way that it, this works, I'm yeah. seeing. <clears throat> yeah. And so if I can just be okay with it, then I can be okay. Yeah. And that's like probably my peacemaker. Yeah. You know, I just want to have inner peace. And the way that I get to inner peace is an acceptance of the way things are. Yeah. So it's kind of a band-aid too. I mean, I think. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, because then you don't have to deal with the thought that there might be something uh, that is behind the scenes working on yeah. something, you know what I mean? I guess like the, which whatever, that's, that's, all that's of fine. It's, all of it. All of it's a bandaid. What? what yeah. Say? That, yeah. yeah. I guess like the reason I would say, uh, uh, that Christianity bandaid was hard for me was because it had to be for everyone. Um, mm. so the, I, I don't think that a bandaid's a big, is that big of a deal. <laughs> Like we, I don't, we I don't, have to have them. Yeah, a, cope, a way to cope with this. Because if you really had nothing, no way to cope with this, you're just like, what? <laughs> yeah. What are we doing here? You know what I mean? There's like, there's no way we could be like, do you want to go on a date today? Just explode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to have coffee today? Like you would just be like, what the fuck is happening? You know what I mean? So like, I don't mind it, but when it's all of a sudden has to be the band-aid for everyone and all of a sudden if they don't accept the band-aid, then they burn in hell yeah. or, you know what I mean? Like these are big, huge swings of like, uh, power and manipulation, <laughs> honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's why, like if a Christian doesn't agree to those things, I'm like, great, 
Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like if you're, if you're not like, uh, I got to tell everybody, um, I tell everybody about my news because I think it's good news. And if you can kind of take some things here and there that will help your life, that's awesome. But I don't tell them if they don't take it, they're going to burn in hell. Mm-hmm. And that's the problem I had as a Christian, like, or looking back now, it's like, I don't ever want to wear that coat again. Like, yeah. I never want to wear the coat that says, like, I have it right, and I actually don't haven't even read my Bible all the way through. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I was never a professional at it, but I had to be, at day one, mm-hmm. a uh, professional about it. So, in other words, I guess, like, even this whole thing today is, like, saying, like, believe what you want to believe. Find a way to uh, calm yourself. Find a way to soothe yourself. Find a way to know yourself. Find a way to invite yourself to the front of your life. Um, But also find a way to love other people right where they're at. And find a way, because like me and Lisa even, totally different belief systems. She's grounded. I'm up in the air. (laughs) And we still are like, how interesting. Yeah. Like I don't don't feel like, um, challenge is the wrong word because she does challenge me to do greatness. But I don't feel uh, in competition with you. In, yeah. in in the spiritual world because there's no chance I'm going to get my brain to think like her brain does. Mm-hmm. My brain is a different brain than hers. So we've just come to like this thing of like, this understanding. how beautiful. Yeah. Like, this is the way that the being of Lisa, the spirit mm-hmm. of Lisa, the soul of Lisa expresses herself spiritually. Yeah, it, it's kind of like going back to the acceptance of what is. The acceptance that your brain and your emotional body and your spirit and your physical body works different than mine look at this what should we try this what tyson chester no we're not gonna try it (laughs) (laughs) you almost got me tyson chester we're on instagram live by the way if you ever want to watch these live but he said that you wanted to request to be in my live video but the problem is is we're doing a podcast and if i do that then i won't be able to hear your voice in the podcast i'm so sorry yeah but But yeah just an accepting yeah of that that that's what we've come to in our relationship is that I know that you work in a different way right. than I do, and any struggle towards that is um, unnecessary suffering. Right. For, for you us. and me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For you and me. It kind of takes you off the hook. You know what I mean? You can let oh, people man. be different than you. You can mm-hmm. let people have their own opinion when it comes to these kind of things. Like, imagine, I mean, even if you are a full-on Christian right now, imagine not having that job. If you didn't have to be responsible for right. other people's salvation. No one was going to hell. Let's just imagine. We're pretending <laughs> here. No one's going to hell. No one, uh, God's not going to be mad if you don't do it. Imagine just getting to live your life. Yeah. Or even if, even if they were, even if they are going to hell, like, yeah. because that's what you believe. Even if that you're not responsible for them, that they choose, they get to choose right. their path. Because that's the other thing too, is like, it's been a, even outside of, um, the Christian salvation thing, just allowing people to be responsible for their own lives is a huge relief. You That's know, true that, too. That, that you're not responsible for other people's happiness, yeah. for their safety, that a part of accepting what is, is that accepting that to some level, people get to choose their experience, yeah. you know, and the consequences that go with that. And I, I know that that goes into a whole bunch of different things, you know, and that's the thing is like with words, all of this stuff breaks down eventually. All of these metaphors that, and the ways that we're trying to understand and communicate with each other through language, yeah. it all breaks down. Mm-hmm. But at some level I had to, I had to do that. I had to be like, I can't be the salvation for my family and my dad when it's killing me. Right. You know, like deconstructing roles right. in, in your relationships yep. and 
all the things that you thought you had to do to be okay. Right. And if I want freedom for myself, then I have to give freedom for everybody else. Yeah. I feel like life coaching talked to us a lot about that too. It was just like um, working with people and their dreams. Like I don't even mean dreams of like what they wanted to become, but I kind of think that your life is a dream. And so the, the path that they're walking and looking at their things that they're calling problems and not calling them anymore, like not calling them problems and just going, this is the event in life. And how do we like, so you take away your judgment from things that people think are really bad. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But you're just like, oh, well, let's not, let's not put labels on good and bad anymore. Let's just deal with these events that are in your life. So even like other religions, all these different religions that we all believe in, we all have this, this, uh, my God's right, your God's wrong. My God's right, your God's wrong. My God's right, your God's wrong. And wars and fucking whatever. I mean, think about the suffering of the world. A lot of it has to do with this shit. Yeah. So imagine if you didn't have that job anymore. Like imagine yeah. that you didn't have to prove it anymore. Mm-hmm. Cause that's kind of where we've gotten to. I right. think is like we love to talk about this, but we're never gonna go into a conversation thinking that we need to make you understand. You know, we tried that. Yeah, we those tried year, Those years of deconstruction, we tried our asses off, you know, yep. trying to make people understand, trying to prove to people what we believed, who we were, you know, because as we're deconstructing our faith, we're deconstructing ourselves. And I'm like, I'm trying to present to you who I am today and being told, I remember 17-year-old Lisa. Right. And this is not 17-year-old yeah. Lisa. Give and I'm me like, 17-year-old Lisa yeah, back. This is what I'm trying to tell you is that she doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And so, but at some point you start to realize you have enough of these conversations, enough of these experiences that people will never understand. They, David will never understand everything inside of me and I it's will true. never understand everything inside of him. And there's freedom in that and then the, it opens up curiosity so that's another thing that we get to experience now in life after deconstruction is curiosity yeah and wonder yeah now that we don't have all of the answers and we're not trying to like put on our grown-up suit and yeah. like say hey i know all the answers yeah. you know now that we don't have to do anything anymore we can be like a child and we can be curious and wonder about things and try things right. and go on adventures right you know mm-hmm. it was really really difficult and hard and on the other side of it, it's still really difficult and hard. <laughs> but there are these moments of just like, um, I don't know, even in the difficult and hard stuff, I feel at home now. Right. Instead of like trying to be like, oh, it shouldn't be difficult and hard because I entered into this contract and this contract said that right. it wouldn't be difficult and hard anymore. Right. You know? Yeah. No matter what people say about that that you know like in christianity no one ever says it, it's not going to be difficult and hard, <laughs> but we all believe it a little bit why yeah. else would we be doing it yeah totally <laughs> so it's just kind of like an acceptance of all of this makes like at least for me i i get to rest now yeah you know i get to be sad and it's fine there's no problem yeah with it there's nothing wrong i love that you get to rest i, I was looking uh, i was facetiming with my parents the other day and they're retired now and they, they're just sitting on the couch uh, and, and my dad's chair whatever and they were just resting and i was like oh man that must be so nice so i like that picture of just like mm-hmm. and i actually thought like well they worked so hard uh, in ministry for their whole life they deserve this rest but it's kind of cool to go like we did it already <laughs> yeah we get as to far rest. as that goes yeah. as far as that goes uh, I'm retired. Yeah, I'm retired, I'm retired from trying. <laughs> we did it, babe. Yeah. We didn't have to save for retirement. <laughs> we, we fucking did it. Um, I, I love that's it. Good. That's great. That's yeah. a good wrap up. Um, mm-hmm. We are life coaches. We do this shit for uh, trade. 
$125 trade <laughs> for an hour session. Um, we would love to be able to help you through your dream of life, your journey of life. Like we think it's so fun to hear about uh, what you're going through. We really like it. We're very curious. We're, we very are. Very curious people. We and, love... we're, and we're still trying to, you know, like at some level figure out how this world works, you know? Yeah. And so when we get to like talk with people about how they're experiencing life and yeah. what works for them, because we never tell people what they need to do no. in life coaching. We're, we're just, we have no idea. Yeah. We're just <laughs> opening up the space so that people can figure that out themselves. Yeah. And it's so, it's like such an honor to be a part of that opening yeah. for people and to see the like to give them enough safety and space for that freedom of creativity to come through them right it's like the coolest thing yeah and there's no topic that's off topic when yeah. we're life coaching every topic is there like it's it's not always about spirituality life it's not always about your job it's not always about your dreams it's not always about whatever it's just about whatever the fuck's in front of you that day what's happening yeah. <laughs> how can we help you move into creativity today because this might be your only fucking day anyway yeah. <laughs> so we might as well past this block that you're staying behind today let's get let's do it you know um and share the fuck out of this podcast (laughs) (laughs) we would love if you shared it we're trying this new thing we really like it we like talking and hanging out together and um thanks for being a part of it you're always welcome on instagram live at 11 a.m pst yeah on sundays yep and we'll have another topic to talk about next week we'll let you guys know on instagram what we're doing there yep But we love you guys. Thanks for being here. Talk to you later.